0: Shalom, good morning, everyone. Good morning, morning gracious, those of you online, Good morning. This morning we have at least 100 families who have shifted to the second service because of our emerged ministry. That's why you see a bit more space uh, in between us, and that means you can invite more friends for the first service moving forward, all right? It's good to see many of you back uh, from a December travel, and I hope that you're all ready to take on the new year of 2024. We are starting the year with a focus on prayer for the next two weeks. As you can observe from the last few years, we have been starting the new year focusing on prayer. And I believe it's essential for us as God's people to seek God's face and to hear from Him regarding our families, our careers, and all that we have planned to do in this new year. And church, we don't want to come to God only when we are in crisis, isn't it? We must come to Him before the crisis happens and before we even start embarking on all the plans that we have for this year. And let's begin the year by aligning our plans with God and seeking His blessing for our endeavors. Can somebody say Amen. And the best form of alignment with God in the beginning of the year is through prayer. The big idea for today is God allows us to participate in His purpose on earth through prayer. And the topic for today is partner with God in prayer. Partner with God in prayer. And let me set the stage this morning To one segment of the Lord's Prayer found in Matthew chapter 6. Matthew 6, verse 9, says this. This is where Jesus taught his disciples how to pray, and Jesus began by saying, Pray then like this Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Now, the Lord's Prayer in verse 9 invites us to approach God as our Abba Father, our Daddy God. Now, this was unthinkable in the ancient Jewish mind as God was never thought of in such an intimate figure as Abba. To the ancient Jews, God was the mighty deliverer who destroyed the army of Egypt and delivered them out of slavery. But Christ has shifted the understanding where the almighty or powerful creator God is now our Abba, our Daddy God. Now this concept was radical to those who heard this teaching because God is now the Abba who, whom we honor and respect, a Daddy whom we can have access to and approach whenever we need a Papa who loves us, knows us, and wants to have an intimate relationship with us. And church prayer, prayer is about having a conversation with our Father. A conversation. A conversation to share your heart with God and to allow Him to share His heart and His smile with you too. You see, church prayer is not a one-way street where you download all your problems to God and expect Him to pick up all your issues. You see, Christ did not introduce the Lord's Prayer for us to have a monologue with God. Christ's intent was also not for us to memorize the Lord's Prayer and make it the only prayer that we pray every day. No. You see, Christ's intent was to show us a template, a template for engaging God in prayer. Christ's prayer template engages God as our Abba Father where we can have conversation with Him without any restriction, without any, any, any kind of uh, boundaries, but to approach Him as our arbor. And from the deep conversation with God comes an understanding of what is really, really important in God's heart. And verse 10 reinforces the importance of seeking God's heart and mind. Look at verse 10 right now in Matthew 6. It says this, where Christ went on to teach, Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Now, this portion of the Lord's Prayer emphasizes the need to first seek God's mind, God's will, before we present our needs to Him. Now, how many of you here... You want to experience answered every time you pray to God over issues of your life. How many of you want to experience that? Amen. Oh, f- five of you? <laughs> Plus the one on top six, thank you. Let me ask one more. How many of you really want to experience God answering your prayer every time you pray? How many of you? Yeah, many of us, isn't it? Now, if you want to experience an answer to prayer, the key here is to know God's heart, God's mind over a matter. The moment you know God's heart and mind, you can then align your prayers towards the direction of God's will for your life. I used to think, I used to think that prayer was about downloading my laundry list of requests to God and expecting God to pick up all all of my life problems. And as I understand more and more about prayer through Christ's template, prayer template, I realized that prayer was more than just giving God all my needs and hoping that He would then solve all my life issues. I learned, I learned that prayer was about building a relationship with God where intimacy with God Enable me to know what was on God's heart and mind. And that's when I began to change my approach to prayer. Instead of always downloading my issues to God, I changed my approach and now I approach Him to ask, to ask God for His heart, His mind, over the issues that I will bring before Him. Instead of saying, God, can you do this? God, can you do that for me? I would now ask, I say, God, what's your heart and will for this matter? Instead of insisting on my desire, my will in the matter, I would now pray, I say, God, what is your desire for this matter? And what do you want me to do in this situation? And I realized that the moment I approached God in this matter, something changed within me. My relationship with God was no longer transactional. It has now become relational. And when I have this relationship with God, I am not disappointed with God when my prayers are not answered the way I want. You see, the moment I understand God's heart and, and mind, I will forsake my desires and begin to pursue what's on God's desire. And I begin to see things from God's perspective. And I change my prayers to align with God's heart and mind. And in this process, I begin to participate in God's purpose on earth through my prayers. There was this Old Testament Bible character who used the same approach to partner with God in intercession. And let's examine right now this account between God and Abraham in Genesis 18. Let me give you right now the context of the story where in Genesis 18, Yahweh and two other divine beings visited Abraham. Now, this was an unusual account because God visited Abraham in a corporeal form and even have conversation with him face to face. Genesis 18 verse 16 says this. Then the men, the men here, I'll refer, I'll I'll explain a bit more about the men. Then the men set out from there and they looked down towards Sodom. And Abraham went with them to set them on their way. Now, the man here refers to Yahweh and his two other divine beings. So three of them, God himself and two other divine beings with him. Look at verse 17. The Lord, which is Yahweh, the, then Yahweh said, Shall I hear, hide from Abraham what I am about to do? seeing that Abraham shall surely become a great and mighty nation, and all the nations of the earth shall be blessed in him. For I have chosen him, that he may command his children and his household after him to keep the way of the Lord by doing righteousness and justice, so that the Lord may bring to Abraham what he has promised him. Then the Lord said, Because the outcry against Sodom and Gomorrah is great, and their sin is very grave, I will go down to see whether they have done altogether according to the outcry that has come to me, and if not, I will know. So the men turned from there and went towards Sodom. But Abraham still stood before Yahweh. Now it's clear from these verses, that God was against Sodom and Gomorrah and decided to destroy these two cities, given their grave sin. And we are told that Yahweh then shared His intent with Abraham. And upon hearing what God has shared with him, look at Abraham's response right now in verse 23. Then Abraham drew near and said will you indeed sweep away the righteous with the wicked? Suppose there are 50 righteous within the city. Will you then sweep away the place and not spare it for 50 who are in it, 50 righteous who are in it? Verse 25. Far be it from from you to do such a thing, to put the righteous to death with the wicked so that the righteous fare as the wicked. Far be that from you. Shall not the judge of all the earth do what is just? Abraham knew God's character. Look at verse 26 now. And and the Lord said, If I find at Sodom 50 righteous in the city, I will spare the whole place for their sake. So we see here that Abraham raised a petition to God and interceded for Sodom. And Abraham's point was that the righteous in the city should not be destroyed together with the wicked. Abraham then requested God to spare the city if there were 50 righteous people there. And of course, we know that God was agreeable to Abraham's petition and was willing to spare Sodom if there were 50 righteous individuals. But Abraham was very smart. He did not stop there, you know. And from verses 27 to 32, Abraham audaciously lowered the number five times. From 50, 40, 30, 20, all the way to 10 individuals. He was saying, God, even for the ten, would you spare the city? And God answered him in verse 32, saying this, For the sake of ten, I will not destroy. But of course, just we know the story. We know that even with this agreement between God and Abraham, Sodom was still destroyed as there were less than ten righteous people in the city. You know, church, when you look at this story, we can learn one powerful lesson from Abraham's petition to God. Through his relationship with God, Abraham understood that Sodom deserved to be punished. He knew from God's way of telling him that Sodom and Gomorrah they must go. And yet he also knew God's character and mercy for righteousness and justice Yes, God was angry with the sin of Sodom, but God's heart was ready, was ready to extend grace and mercy on behalf of the righteous. And once Abraham understood God's heart, he understood God's will and character, he then steered his petition in the direction where God would pay attention to his intercession. And this is where, church, we must learn from Abraham in his approach to God, which is to take time, take time to understand God's character and then steer our prayers in the direction of God's heart and mind. And I want to encourage all of us During the next two weeks of prayer and fasting, don't just come before God with a laundry list for the year. I know different ones of us have a long list already, right? Say, God, 2024, this is my list. now. And I pray that when we pray and fast, let's take time to wait and listen to what God has for you, your career, your family, Bring your career, your marriage, your children before the Lord and ask for God's heart and mind for these important areas of your life. Now, instead of praying, God, I want this promotion and this position in my company. Instead of saying that, you can approach God and say, God, what's your mind and heart for my career in this company in 2024? God, oh, what is your heart and mind for me? Instead of praying, God, I want my child to be in this well-known school. Oh God, I want my, oh, I want my child to specialize in this particular field. Instead of praying that, why don't we come in before God and say, God, what's your heart? What's your purpose for my child? Grant me wisdom to know what's best for my child and his future. Instead of praying, God, you know this landed property that I've been looking at? is really nice, God. It's at the right price. God, I want this. I want to stay in this lender property. I want this and I want that. Instead of saying all of that, why don't we come before God in the next two weeks and say, God, I submit to you. God, how do you want me to steward my finances? God, how do you want me to steward all that I have? And as you submit yourself to hear from the Lord, you will do what Christ teaches us very clearly. As you wait upon the Lord, you're actually saying, God, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven for my life. You see, church, when when aligned with God's will, you will not be reacting out of personal fear and anxiety as you walk forward into 2024. Instead, you will walk in confidence of God's provision for you and your family, regardless of what will happen because you have heard from God. And as you do so, you will participate in God's purpose for you in 2024 through your prayers. Just let the next two weeks be a sacred time of alignment with God's heart and will for your life. Can somebody say amen? amen? Tell neighbor on your left and right, tell them right now partner with God. That's right, partner with God by hearing his heart and his mind. Now, I want to use the remaining time to address issues. One particular issue of, of God's will in prayer. God's will in prayer. I've heard this question rather frequently, uh, especially in, in different conversation migrations. And the question is this: what's the point of praying when God's will has already decided the outcome? Pastor, what's the point of praying? God's will already done, right? What's the point of praying, right? The question comes from the anger that since God knows everything that will happen, we might as well accept God's will and how events will unfold. No need to pray, just accept, right? I mean, therefore, if you look at the question itself, that's, that's, that's what it is, isn't it? And because of that, there's no need to pray and simply accept events and outcome as part of God's will. Now, how many of you have ever felt that way before? I have. I'm raising my hands. I have, right? We wonder, what's the point if God has already determined that? But if you look carefully on the story of Genesis 18 that we have just read, you realize that God can change his mind when intercession is made. In the case of Abraham, he interceded on God's justice and righteousness. And Yahweh relented and changed his mind because someone prayed according to his heart, his mind, his character. Of course, let me also say that there were also times in the Bible where God did not change his mind, regardless of the petition, regardless of whoever prayed. And let me show you an example right now where God did not change his mind when his son, Jesus Christ, prayed. It's found in Matthew 26, verse 39. It says, and going a little further, he he referred to Jesus, fell on his face and prayed, saying, My Father... If it be possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as you will. Again, for the second time, he went away and prayed, My Father, if this cannot pass unless I drink it, your will be done. Our Lord Jesus, in his agony, prayed, with the cup of suffering to be removed from Him. But the more Christ prayed in Gethsemane, the more He knew that it was the Father's will for Him to die for humanity. There was no plan B for Christ except the cross. And Christ then submitted to God's plan where He was crucified and He died on the cross. Christ's prayer was not answered because God needed him to be the saviour of the world and reconcile humanity back to God. Now, these two examples show us that the only way to know whether God will change his mind is to pray and to seek God's heart. We need to set aside time to seek God's heart and mind, to know what is in His will, what is in His heart. And that's why prayer is so powerful. Prayer is powerful because prayer facilitates an alignment with God that can change life events. Prayer facilitates an alignment, alignment with His will, and that can change life events. Tell neighbor one more time on your left and right. Tell them right now, prayer can change your life. Prayer can change your life. Let me show you right now another example where prayer can change events in our lives. And this story is found in 1 Samuel, verse 23, verse 7. Samuel 23, 1 Samuel 23, 7 says this, Now it was told Saul, it was told Saul that David had come to Kaila. And Saul said, God has given him into my hand. For he has shut himself in by entering a town that has gates and bars. And Saul summoned all the people to war, to go down to Kailah to besiege David and his men. And David knew that Saul was plotting harm against him. And he said to Abithah the priest, bring the ephod here. Then David said, O Lord, the God of Israel. Your servant has surely heard that Saul seeks to come to Kailah to destroy the city on my account. Verse 11, Will the men of Kailah surrender me into his hand? Will Saul come down as your servant has heard? O Lord, the God of Israel, please tell your servant. And then the Lord said, He will come down. Verse 12, Then David said, Will the men of Ka'ilah surrender me and my men into the hand of Saul? And the Lord said, They will surrender you. Now, let me explain the context of the story here. Now, King Saul heard that David was in in the city of Ka'ilah. So he took his army with him and headed towards the city to capture David. Now, David heard that Saul heard about Saul's intent and sought the Lord's direction on this matter. So David came before the Lord and inquired of the Lord on, on two matters. The first matter is whether Saul would come with his army to Kailah. That's the first matter. The second matter is whether the people of Kailah would surrender David and his men to Saul. And the answer to both, these two questions was a yes. Yes, Saul would come to Kailah with his army. Yes, the people of Kailah would surrender David to Saul. And with this revelation, let's see David's next step right now. So he understood, what he heard from God, his heart and mind, and he, let's look at David's next step in verse 13. Then David and his men, who about 600 of them arose and departed from Kaila and they went wherever they could when Saul was told that David had escaped from Kaila he gave up the expedition now two things happen here church firstly David fled Kaila upon receiving God's review for knowledge secondly David you know, Saul stopped his expedition to Kaila after receiving news about David fleeing. Now, wait a minute here. We just read that God foreknew that Saul would come to Kaila and the people there would surrender David to Saul, right? We just read that. But the story ended with Saul not going to Kaila and Saul did not capture David. This event shows us an important truth about God's foreknowledge and the predestination of events. Foreknowledge and predestination. God's foreknowledge of Saul's coming to Kailah and the capture of David did not lead to the predestination of these two events. What God knew in advance did not result in God predetermining the events from happening. The story tells us that God's foreknowledge about a future event does not always lead God to predestine that event. So let's be clear here. This also does not mean, right, that God cannot predestine an event, right? God can. God can predestine an event like the case of Christ's death on the cross. God foreknew and predestined that Christ would come and suffer as prophesied in Genesis 3.15. And thousands of years later, Christ came to earth and fulfilled it. You see, church, God can do whatever He wants because He is God. Amen? God can predestine a future event if He wants to. But from the Kailan account between Saul and David, God did not predestine the events to occur even though God foreknew what could have happened. So let me summarize right now the Kaila account in a few simple statements. God's foreknowledge of an event does not mean that He will always predestine it to occur. God may or may not use His foreknowledge to predestine events. So the question is, how does the understanding of God's foreknowledge and predestination affect my prayer? Pastor, you say so much, right? What's what's it going to do with prayer, right? Let me explain. This understanding of God's foreknowledge and the predestination in events reinforces the importance of seeking God through prayer. The importance of seeking God his heart and his mind in prayer. When we spend time seeking God's heart and mind over an issue, we seek God's foreknowledge of that issue. If God has not predestined the issue's outcome, then we can change the outcome through God's reveal foreknowledge. Like what happened to David, isn't it? He received God's foreknowledge And he walked away from danger. From the danger of Saul. he walked away. That's the power of prayer. So tell neighbor on your left and right, tell them right now, you can change an outcome through prayer. Just we can change an outcome through prayer. The issue is whether we take time. We take time to see God's face and wait upon Him to know His heart and His mind. Do you want to have God's foreknowledge of the events in 2024? Do you want that? You see, church, we do not know what's ahead of us in 2024 and we need God's hand to direct and help us navigate the many uncertainties in the year ahead of us. Let's set time, time to seek God's mind and will for our career, our marriage, our family, our loved ones who are precious to us. And prayerfully, by God's grace, we can receive God's foreknowledge that can change the outcomes of events that are coming our way. Now, let me share a testimony from last year's Meet God Prayer and Fasting experience. During last year's January Prayer and Fasting Weeks, I prayed and fasted for a loved one who had gone away from the Lord. I took a few days during my prayer and fasting weeks to just pray for my, this loved one. I prayed and I fasted for this loved one. I spent hours crying before the Lord and warring in the Spirit. And as I waited upon the Lord, I sensed God assuring me that this loved one will return to him. I even received prophetic words affirming that. And at the end of the prayer and fasting week, the heaviness in my heart lifted. And I knew that God had heard my prayers for this loved one. And that was early in the year, in 2023. And in December, just last month, over a series of events that took place, I led this loved one to rededicate her life to the Lord. It was the best Christmas gift for me to end the year. With tears in my eyes, I led this loved one back to the Lord. And the Lord reminded me that the outcome of this loved one was shaped in January when I walked and I prayed with all my heart with tears before the Lord. And with, the out, with this outcome, with this outcome with my, for my loved one, I'm, I'm all fired up again to fast and to pray for other important things in, the, in this coming prayer and fasting weeks, these two weeks. Because my experience last year reinforced the big idea that I can participate in God's purpose on earth through prayer. So tell neighbor one more time on your left and right, you can participate in God's purpose through prayer. That's right, you can participate in God's purpose through prayer. And let me sum up right now the key pointers for this week's sermon. firstly, God invites us to seek His heart and His mind through prayer. And through prayer, we receive the download of of God's heart and mind on the issues that are important to us. Secondly, God involves us by aligning our prayers to His will and purpose on earth. And once we receive God's download, His foreknowledge, we can then align our prayer to His will and shape future events for God's purpose. Can somebody say amen? With every head bowed, every eye closed. I believe that God has spoken to different ones of us from His Word today. Now some of you here, you know you need to wait upon the Lord for His download regarding your life, your career, your family. Now some of you here, you are unsure about 2024 and the outcome of certain events that are coming your way. And you need God's foreknowledge to help you, guide you in your decision-making process. And today, if you sense that the Holy Spirit wants you to set aside time to fast, to pray, to seek His face and to wait upon the Lord for 2024 and to have download and to have His foreknowledge of events that are really important to you. You're saying, God, I need to know your heart. If that's you, I want you to lift your hands to the Lord right now all over this place. Many hands, many hands, many hands, many hands. That's right. Lift your hands to Him and say, God, that's me. God, I want to pray. I want to seek your face for 2024. God, I need your download. For my life, if as you lift your hands all over this place right now, you say, God, I want to do that. God, I want to set aside time to wait upon you. Thank you. Thank you for the hands up there. I see, I see a hand up there. Thank you, sister. Thank you. Many hands all over this place. Thank you for the hand back there on my left. Thank you. Another group of you, you desire to participate in God's purpose on earth through prayer. And you want God to give you breakthrough in your prayer life where you can see God's power release whenever you pray you want to see signs and wonders miracles and God's presence intervening every time you pray and you want to break through in your prayer life in 2024 if that's you I want you to lift your hands all over this place as well quickly that's I right, thank you thank you many hands all over this place thank you on my right thank you on my left thank you I see the hand thank you brother all, be, all the way behind thank you Thank you. You're saying, God, grant me breakthrough as I pray this year. The last group of us, now some of us here may be angry with God for not answering our prayers in the past, but you realize today that your prayers were not aligned with God's will, resulting in unanswered prayers. And moving forward into 2024, you want to grow in your spiritual alignment with God. and you want to carry God's heart and mind for your life, you say, God, I want to grow in my spiritual alignment with you. God, I want to be aligned to your will and purpose so that I can experience you deeper, closer in my life. If that's your desire, lift your hands all over this place right now, all over this place. Thank you. Thank you. Many hands. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Many all over here. Thank you. Thank you. Church, would you stand with me all over this place right now? I want to invite those of you who have lifted up your prayers or felt the need for prayer to come to the altar quickly. Let's start the year right before the Lord. Let's start it right. Let's come to be aligned to God's heart, will, and mind as an individual, as a family. Come before the Lord and say, God, I want to start the year aligned. Align with your heart and mind for my life, for my family, for my career. For those of you who need prayer, you come right now. For those of you who have lifted up your hands, you come right now. Let's start it right before the Lord for 2024. Come as individuals, come as a family, you come quickly as the team leads us right now. Lead me on t- The altar is open. Come, come with in. for a time seeking God. In. Come and just come in your family. Come and come I'll in to see what God has for you and your family. Would you please come, Lord, leaders, you here. leaders? If you are here, Graceful leaders, you are here. Would you come and just pray? And Our fellow so Christians, they are here. Leaders, would you please come? Your Thank you, Lord. Lord. The rest I of us shall I we need. just worship the Lord. Let's set you in this place. God's presence. Let us be a place of God and power. And as we gather every weekend, there is an atmosphere of faith, breakthrough, miracles in the house. Hallelujah. has spoken to you would you come come and just dedicate your life your family your work your career your business in prayer to partner with god hallelujah thank you jesus amen